Hey everyone, welcome to The Trend, the podcast about influencer marketing and user-generated content. I'm your host, Jada Sai, head of growth at Trend, um, and we're here to discuss everyday influencers today. Um, and I'm also joined by Ramon Barrios, CEO of Trend. How are you doing today, Ramon? I'm doing great. Um, it's been a long time coming. We're doing it. We've been talking about doing this podcast for a while now, uh, the infamous hot space of influencer marketing. What a better time than doing it now. I actually have been researching for influencer marketing podcasts and content out there, and uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, information out there that's really useful, impact of value. So we just decided to take a shot at this and uh, record our episode zero. So. Thank you for having me as your first guest, Jay. Uh, yeah, we're going to break down this article that we wrote called uh, Everyday Influencers. Shout out to Isaac for putting that together. Um, we weren't expecting this article to do so well. It actually ranks number one on Google. Actually, first page, let me say, not there yet, uh, for Everyday Influencers. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's finally good to get started on this. Definitely, I know it's been a long time coming. Everyday influencers is a really hot topic, just like you kind of mentioned. It's one of the more searched topics on Google. So it's great to kind of get this started. And we can go ahead and jump right into this topic. So I think, I don't know if everybody knows exactly what everyday influencers are. There's a lot of different words that people use to describe influencers and talk about them. So why don't you give us a quick overview, Ramon, of uh, your definition of everyday influencers? I mean, the first time I came across the word everyday influencers, uh, it's just, it's kind of like hard to grasp what it is because it's like, what is not an everyday influencer? Is it someone that is not an influencer every day? <laughs> but that's not really the definition of the word. It's more like it's your average person, your everyday person that doesn't necessarily fit into a specific bucket. Um, and, you know, first of all, I think a good starting point would be to um, break down like you know, the types of influencers and what is an influencer specifically. And uh, most people, you know, have associated uh, Kim Kardashian as being like the only influencer. Um, yeah, you know, she's, she's done very, very well in the space, obviously. But uh, there's there's a lot more to it, a lot more categories. And, uh, you know, everyday influencers are people who live normal lives and are not necessarily a, a big celebrity, uh, but they've built a genuine community uh, because of, of their passion. And um, they're, they're pretty much like hidden gems on Instagram and, and the influencer community. Yeah, I think you really nailed the head um, on the topic over there. I think so many people get confused with the word influencer, thinking that it has to be some sort of celebrity or someone with a huge following, but that's not always necessarily true. Uh, influencers range in the different types of followings they have. Sure, there are the celebrity influencers, but you also have people like micro-influencers that might only have a couple thousand followers, and they're still really able to engage and communicate with their with the people that follow them and kind of build that 
community. So, so, so uh, just a little bit of an inception here. So, if uh, this podcast does very well, then do we become the influencers of influencer marketing? <laughs> I guess so. That's a that's an interesting topic, and I guess how many inf- how many people does it take to follow our podcast to right break into being the influencer of influencer marketing (laughs) podcasts. Uh, Um, Yeah, so let's break down. I mean, this article here shows the pyramid of influence, uh, who shows the VIPs and celebrities as the top, um, you know, influencer. And it's interesting because nowadays you can actually, so first of all, you know, um, in the early days of social media, you have the celebrities who automatically fit into that bucket because they're already a celebrity in TV or sports or radio or anything uh, by uh, any type of media like that but now you have actual celeb uh, actual influencers that work their way up to become celebrities um, and and we're seeing a lot of influencers who are becoming celebrities start their own brands uh, and such and we've actually implemented the VIP influencers at trend which have been an incredible success and I know that's part of our mission too to uh, help those VIPs create careers outside of social media but uh, anything you want to add to those VIP or celebrity status influencers yeah I think it's such an amazing time that we're in where people can really make careers out of this and like you kind of mentioned a lot of these people might not be people that are on TVs or movies when they start out they're really starting at a very base level and kind of building up their audience over time and they can eventually possibly become one of those people. I mean, we have seen Instagram and YouTube influencers reach reach TVs and movies and that kind of, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's really just anyone that's a good content creator and really has that kind of engaged community. You know, um, actually, I was t- we were talking about this a bit off air, and I was talking about this with my friend the other day. Uh, Conor McGregor, whose fight is coming up next weekend, he he's kind of gotten beaten up in the in the last few fights, and he, you know he's been able to build an amazing brand for himself without a crazy fighting record. Uh, and I was I was talking with my friends about you know if he would lose his upcoming fight, his career is going to be at jeopardy. But because he built such a brand on Instagram and and of his personal brand, he actually made his whiskey company called Proper Whiskey, which is apparently blowing up. And I think that's just a great example of a celebrity, you know, leverage, leveraging their following. And I'm sure this is seen in sports, even in college athletes are now able to monetize their careers in a way they never could. And I wouldn't doubt if in professional sports, some players can get drafted because of their personal brand and what that can mean to the team itself, other than the ability of the sport, whether that's positive or not for the sports themselves that's another conversation but uh, I, I think there's something there for sure yeah definitely it's kind of become its own path and people are so invested into how much value it can really bring to your brand or really anything that you're working with it's just incredible the kind of power that some of these influencers have um and like we said everyday influencers are really just anyone that has sort of an engaged following people that go to this person to kind of ask for opinions and stuff like that. It's kind of the evolution of kind of like your Google reviews and Yelp and stuff like that. People are jumping to these people. Um, And for those of us, uh, for those of you that are following along, 
Um, if you want to head over to our blog at trend.io, you can follow along with the blog um, and check it out. And we're going to be reviewing a lot of those topics right now. So can you actually, I think you touched on something super interesting there. You mentioned Google reviews, you mentioned reviews, and then you cross that over with influencers. Can you elaborate on how you see the influencer space affecting the reviews, how they currently work in the review space in general? Yeah, it's kind of just like your super reviewer. I mean, you know, Yelp especially, I think, is a really good example of probably like one of those early stage influencer marketing tools if you really think about it Um, because you've got on Yelp uh, for those of you that have been on Yelp people have like scores based on how many reviews they've posted and those kind of things and they really use those to determine who their super users are um, and the people that you can really trust and you know it's crazy Yelp also has a thing where they invite people out to parties and things like that based on how many reviews someone has. And it's kind of very similar to to influencer marketing in the sense that, you know, as you continue to grow your community, you really grow your own personal brand and kind of become so trusted in that community that people are going to you for their opinions. Yeah, I, I actually, I mean... Just from seeing people's behaviors, I think uh, Instagram is definitely like a product discover, a product discovery platform more than anything else. While it looks like it's a place to share pictures or whatever, it's actually becoming a product discovery place. And I think that's what's going to be the next monetization uh, plan for Instagram. So now in the pyramid, uh, it breaks down under to micro influencers and citizen influencers. I think the word citizen influencers is kind of like everyday influencer. It's kind of your everyday citizen. Um, so micro influencers, that's our bread and butter. That's what we do at Trend. We actually, I, I want to celebrate real quick that we've paid over a quarter million in payments to influencers in 2019. Uh, we actually have just over uh, about 3,000 active micro influencers in our community. So we engage a lot with micro influencers. And I, I believe that this is the future of influencer marketing, of, of working uh, with volume and quality, not just one or the other. Uh, so this is what we call the, the power middle. What are your thoughts on uh, the micro influencers uh, versus the VIPs and celebrities? Yeah, definitely. Um and so for everyone that's following along, uh, just to kind of explain what the pyramid of influence is, it's basically it takes a look at uh, people like different levels of influencers. Uh, so, you know, you've got your VIPs that are really at the top of that pyramid. Uh, and then you've got your customers that are kind of at the bottom that are really just purchasing the product. And then really what we're talking about is getting into that middle realm, which is the micro-influencers and citizen-influencers a lot. Yeah, I mean, and the the micro-influencers are the ones that eventually do 
um, and could make that crossover onto the VIP or celebrity status, which is what I tapped on and, and mentioned earlier. Some of these micro influencers, uh, that's our job is to help them monetize their careers. And uh, I believe that a lot of micro influencers are learning other ways of making a career uh, for, for their own benefit, such as, you know, product related um, in terms of building their own products. And uh, within Trend, for example, you can monetize not only because of the content that you shoot, but also for referring other people. And uh, we can elaborate on that later. Um, and then the advocates and the customers, I think, fall more under the ambassador side. Uh, you know, the, the your customer who is also a brand ambassador and gets rewarded for uh, your ambassador program. So back to the everyday influencer, uh, well, why do you think people are looking this up, Jay? Um... I mean, I think, it, it had pretty high search volume, and it's a word I'd never come across earlier. So um, maybe we should go in on Hrefs and check out, I mean, why are people looking this up? But I'd be very curious on your take on that. Yeah, I think it's just a very hot topic um, in terms of I think a lot of people see and look to these influencers as uh, respected for their opinions. And I think there's a lot of people that, want to do that right i think before influencer marketing became this big thing uh you had people like you know celebrities on tv and in movies people people looked up to those people uh that's what they really they really wanted to you know a lot of people when they grow up want to be you know a tv actor or a movie actor or things like that and i think that's what they look to to these influencers and that's they want to figure out you know how do i become an everyday influencer what are these influencers like posting about maybe how do i become similar to them i think there's a huge huge kind of thing um well wanting to join that circle it's it's the creator economy basically i mean um you know i think that for brands the value in everyday influencers is that it it expands your audience into a broader sense and it could help your company hit our customer segment that you otherwise wouldn't have explored or thought that you had. So it's at least worth a discovery shot. And an example of, you know, a brand doing everyday influence, using everyday influencers to grow the brand is would be Tesla. You know, Tesla has used a bunch of your regular everyday people as their influencers. And we could maybe link some of these uh, uh, examples of posts to the show notes. Uh, but I mean, as an example, Tesla used Jake Paul uh, and the Paul brothers as their influencers. And yes, they're a celebrity. Yes, they're a VIP. They're a massive one, but they're still an everyday influencer and they are an everyday influencer because they don't focus themselves on a specific niche, right? Like, uh, you know, Tesla isn't saying, hey, we need car experts. We need car influencers. Uh, we, we talked with a company the other day that on, only wanted people that had kayaks as influencers, like influencers that own kayaks. And I, I think that you're extremely limiting your brand by doing that i think like sure you know those people have a very niche and engaged audience 
but you're leaving a lot out on the table by not discovering everyday influencers. It's 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 a golden it's a it's a gold mine opportunity to have such a an ability to quickly test what other markets are out there for you with an everyday influencer. Let's say Tesla's influencer marketing strategy would have been, you know, um, what's this guy, Ken Block, and all these professional racers and Travis Pastrana or or tech influencers only. I mean, only CTOs of companies or whatever would have the Tesla, but just crossing over to everyday influencers. Now you see, you know, moms and every type of person wanting and owning a Tesla into the mainstream. It did such a crossover from something that people thought wouldn't reach the mainstream that fast. Yeah. And I think it's just a really good way to build your brand, right? I think if you focus in too much on looking for, you know, a car influencer or a kayak influencer, you're really limiting yourself as a brand, right? I think that the the thing that is important about these everyday influencers is, you know, they're some of them, yes, are celebrities, but they're just creating content that's around what they do in their everyday life. Um, and that's the thing. And so when you ha- work with these type of people and their everyday influencers are posting content, they're engaging with new communities, different types of people, different types of audiences, and you really have a chance to expand your target market. Um, you know, how are you supposed to know what type of audience you have or what potential audience you might have if you haven't really tested these things out. I mean, I think Tesla is a great example, right? If Tesla only focused in on car influencers, yeah. uh, maybe the only people that would be purchasing their product are supercar fans, right? Yeah. Teslas go really fast. They've got some awesome, cool features. Yeah. Um, but they've really also tapped into people that are like, in the tech community, people that want to be environmentally conscious as well. And I think it's through just promoting that product. Um, and it gives influencers the ability to kind of change the narrative and kind of expand the narrative, right? I think brands have an idea of what type of people they want to have for their product. But I think when you pass it off to these content creators and give them that creative license, it really gives them the opportunity to kind of tune it to their audience. And you can see your brand really explode because now these people are connecting with audiences that maybe you had never even thought of. It kind of, instead of having tunnel vision and focusing in on just one group, it really allows you to expand your reach. And hey, if it didn't work for you, that's totally fine. But the the advantage of giving it a shot and it working out to doing a crossover to a whole different customer segment is totally worth every penny of testing it out. Uh, you know, a, a, a self plug here, but I mean, with Trend, now you can actually just purchase credits individually. So you can actually test all these things for such a low cost rather than committing to a whole year contract to test something out like this. And, and if you need help on, hey, what other kind of tests I can run, right? So rather than, you know, make the investment to test this one stuff you could actually we could actually help you out build out a plan to to make different sort of tests where one will work and it'll be worth the roi for every single penny invested yeah definitely you know i think you brought up a really interesting point i think it's uh as a marketer myself i think it's really interesting that people are willing to throw in thousands and ten thousands and hundred thousands of dollars at millions of dollars on different marketing strategies that are not influencer marketing yeah. 
because they want to test and figure out what happens, right? When you post your Facebook ads campaign, uh, chances are you aren't going to nail it on your first try, right? You're going to have to go back, tweak some things, test some things out. And it's funny that people are okay with that, but they're still taking some time to get warmed up to the idea of testing their audience through influencer marketing. Um, so I think of it more of like an investment into figuring out what exactly your target market is, right? You have an idea as a brand of what your target market is, but you don't truly know whether you're hitting the nail on the head until you go out and test it out. And I think influencer marketing and working with everyday influencers that can kind of open up the doors to different types of customer segments is the best way of doing that. Yeah, perfect example is uh, this first podcast episode, <laughs> not having a clue of what's going to come out of this and just testing it out, pretty much throwing it on the wall, as they say, throwing it onto the wall, seeing what sticks, what works and what doesn't, just moving fast. Uh, so I think one last parting question here is how do you work with these influencers? How do you find everyday influencers, right? Now I know what an everyday influencer is. Now I know what I need to go out there and do and try to see what works. But how do I go out there and, and work with and find everyday influencers? Yeah, I think the best success that we kind of talked about is kind of in that micro influencer range. Um, you know, as a brand, the worst thing you can do is spend thousands of dollars on something and it not end up working, right? So I think when you're talking about working with micro-influencers, it really gives you the best opportunity to maximize and have maximize your ROI potential. Uh, just firstly, because these people are so engaged with their audience um, that obviously they're going to get people that are interested, that are going to want to comment. So you have those conversations that you know are going to be created. And the nice thing about working with micro-influencers is that you usually don't have to put as much upfront cost. So really gives you kind of the best of both worlds, which is an engaged audience um, and then a, a lower kind of investment um, that gives you the opportunity to really test some things out and figure things out. Um, and these people are interested in posting your content, right? Especially going back to trend, I think one of the cool things that's going on at Trend that a lot of other influencer marketing companies don't have is the fact that we have our influencers apply to promote a product, right? They have to apply to join a campaign um, instead of people just reaching out via cold outreach. I think cold outreach kind of maybe gives the wrong impression where you kind of have people that are just maybe in it for the money and accepting something just because they want to make $100 or they want to make $200 or something like that. Um, I think what's really great about Trend is the fact that, you know, people are applying to these campaigns. So it's really people that are interested in the product itself, right? Like I wouldn't apply to a for, – for me, for instance, I, I use an electric shaver. I don't really – shave very often to get the the super close cut i'm not really into that i don't use razors i know uh my dad uses razors but i'm not a huge razor fan so probably if i saw a razor campaign i probably wouldn't end up applying yeah. just because i'm not really interested well now but, you're an influencer for influencer marketing so you gotta <laughs> be selective <laughs> yeah you gotta be selective uh, and really if I, if i'm an influencer and my audience is not really into that as well chances are I'm not going to pick up that product. Well, the thing is you're not going to build longevity for your career uh, because you're just doing stuff for the money. And yeah. then your 
audience can see through that. So definitely not something we recommend and why we've built Trend the way we built it. Uh, but Jay, I think this is a, a good stop to this podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, this was super fun. Um, I'm stoked to keep doing this over and over. I think this was a, a great topic to cover, especially since we've gotten so many questions from brands about, you know, what are the so-called everyday influencers? I think this will be a good resource for, for anyone looking up this term. Anything you want to add? Uh, I think that's it. Um, you know, check out our blog. Um, take a look at some other topics that are on there if you're interested. And we'll catch you next time on the on the trend. Sweet. Thank you. <laughs>